So Meghan McCain is leaving The View. you can pick up the phone and have a pizza delivered faster than you can order an emergency episode of Deja the View. <laughs> Is it? Every summer, someone has to leave. Yeah. And it was Megan's turn this time. <laughs> and we're gathered here today to remark on an incredible journey by yeah. an incredible daughter an incredible daughter of lifetime of memories and days of my life recording this podcast that I'll never get back <laughs> that's right but first of all before we go any further uh i want to wish everyone a happy belated pride turning away from a fag a flag <laughs> I'm glad you got the important stuff out of the way first. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time that we spoke when that was, but it was probably like, what, May? It was May. And wow. I thought at that time that the view would be over in two months. Yeah. But apparently it went on and on and on. At that moment in time, it felt like when... You have just enough gas to get home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I'm just going to take it slow. I'm not going to make any sudden stops. I'm not going to turn the air conditioner on and it'll be fine. And so it felt safe to open the door and roll out for us at that point. But that's just the way that life goes in 2021, baby. Yeah. For the first time in years, I took a break from watching The View. I wouldn't say it was like a firm decision. I just, I just couldn't do The View from home anymore. I, yeah. I didn't. I had enough of that view. I just wasn't watching it, and it seems like myself and the Emmys were on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think we've talked about this. The View was not nominated for an Emmy this year for the no. first time since 1998. Last year, they had eight nominations. and How do you go from eight and fall off so hard that you get none? Well, and they won the Emmy for Best Informative Talk Show. That is wackadoo. Wow. And so, yeah, I took a break and it was fine. The only problem was Megan McCain. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like McCain? Although I wasn't particularly hoping she would leave, mm -hmm. by now I certainly had made peace with her leaving if yeah. she wanted to. 
it definitely was getting to a place where I think we were all tired of how dark and solemn everything was with her recently. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's one thing to be like having arguments and disagreeing and blah, blah, blah. That kind of, that has to happen for the show. But I think like for me and for I think a lot of people and like it kind of came across as even the host uh, were feeling this way. It was like, it was the not wanting to participate in topics. And like when she'd be asked something, she would turn that answer into something really dark and serious and not on topic at all. I think that was what was like, I've had enough. Yeah. And the signs were all there. Like, number one, Mm. she unfollowed us on social media. (laughs) That was the first sign. Number two, she removed View co-host from her bio before announcing that she was leaving. Yeah, that was a big one. And currently, as soon as she left the show, she unfollowed The View. Wow. In her goodbye message, she said that the reason, it seems like it was her own choice. She said that it's because during the pandemic and they started doing The View from Home, she moved to D.C. Mm -hmm. And she's been there the entire time. (laughs) They let her go. They gave her too long of a leash. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And she's not coming back because she's apparently happier in D.C. I... I don't know what to think of that. I I weirdly, I've been taught to never trust anyone's reasons for saying yeah. they're leaving the show. <laughs> yeah. But that does check out to me. Like, I could see her just being tired of... Uh, yeah. Of doing the show and also dreading having to move again. Yeah, like I think that it wasn't a lie. I think it was just like it was kind of like the the half truth of it because it was like that's a nice way of saying that you don't like the job enough to want to go back. And like the pros of stay or like the cons outweighed the pros. It's people working from home and not wanting to go back to the office now. It's (laughs) It's literally, yeah, it's literally people who, like, worked, who lived in, like, a tiny box condo and then realized that they could, like, get a four-bedroom house in Nova Scotia and then (laughs) moving. And then their jobs being, like, we're returning to the office and then being, like, not me. (laughs) I'll find something else. I'll find something else. (laughs) Who's hiring? Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think that it was an outright, like, lie about the reason. I just think that that was, like, a really um, PR, like, front-facing, polite way of saying the truth. And it does, I mean, I don't know. It does seem like maybe there's another direction that she wants to go in, that the view was, it was no longer meshing with where she sees herself going. Yeah, and I think there's only so much, like you can take like I'm not uh saying that I feel bad for her but yeah because a lot of the criticism was warranted not all but a lot of it and but there's only so much of that you can take every day <laughs> like right of of people just constantly telling her she's an asshole and it, <laughs> it might have been justified but like it's not sustainable to sit there yeah every day and deal with that in her yeah. goodbye message she also did something very iconic and referenced 
I have to believe it's intentional reference star jones saying that it took a lot of prayer and counsel that who does that like that's yeah like i only she would do that only she would know to do that that was like it's too it's too much of a coincidence it's such a like weird choice of words to be a coincidence in my opinion i think it was on purpose i think it was like an easter egg yeah like she it was like a wink to gay people (laughs) <laughs> to gay people she's like still got that glad work <laughs> <laughs> ready to get back to what earned oh me this god. award in the first oh place oh my god well the other thing so but this ties into like what she gave as her reason for leaving on the day that she was leaving and i not i don't want to jump too far ahead but it just kind of ties into that they played a video for her from her celebrity crush, who she calls her boyfriend, Paul Ryan. Oh, yeah. And in his video, he said to her that he really, like, admired her reason for leaving. And he was like, you're, you're like, battling with the, like, work uh, and home life balance that we are all dealing with in this pandemic. But I think that you made the right decision. And I found it, like, so gross and, like, Handmaid's Tale that he's, like, like, all of the rest of us, like me, I I can keep working. But like, I think for you, Megan, it was like really wise that you make the decision to stop working and stay at home with your baby. I was like, ooh. <laughs> and also, how does... Just horrible. It's so hard to believe that anyone can say like, my boyfriend, Paul Ryan, and <laughs> with this straight face and it not be total satire because... yeah. Like, that is just so embarrassing for her. It was just, it left me with such gross feelings all around. It's It sucks that she used to be a person where I was like, there's the good and the bad, and there are things with her that I relate to, and there are things that I absolutely do not relate to. But she left on a note that I find so entirely unrelatable. That I just, there's nothing there for me to grasp onto. I'm just like, okay, bye. Well, I saw a tweet that was like, because she always says that her dad convinced her to do the show. Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet that was like, her daddy brought her in and her mommy took her out. Because her guest for the last day was Cindy McCain. Yeah. (laughs) At this point, I just felt like kind of numb to her. Like, leaving, I didn't. I just feel nothing. I just feel like, okay, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't going to last forever. I think it definitely put a lot of attention on the show. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, like, bad stuff that came with it. But I think there was also a lot of, like, entertaining stuff that came with it. But mm-hmm. it wasn't going to last forever. And I just feel nothing with her leaving. I feel maybe relaxed, if anything. Like, I can... <laughs> I can let my guard down a little bit yeah. and maybe now that she's off the show like so many people wanted maybe now like people will be able to laugh at how ridiculous some of the things that she said did without having their blood pressure explode. Right. I hate how that's how it ended, but you know, whatever. I mean, it, is what it, is. it ended truly it ended with Joy saying, "Okay, bye." Yeah. <laughs> 
to continue enjoying the view. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And like, then like that day, like date last day, I was like going through all of the hosts um, social medias, seeing like if any of them would post like a picture with Megan or like anything to be like, sad to see this one go or like, you'll always be my favorite person to argue with. And none of them posted anything. And the only thing that any of them posted was the picture of Anna and Joy selfie <laughs> <all be> together. <laughs> no mention of Megan whatsoever. And it was like, that was like the loudest non-mention. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's why I just feel numb because it's like none of them can even pretend to like her anymore. Mm -hmm. She's gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> and it just wasn't sustainable and now it's done. Yeah. I do think like I have always had a higher capacity to watch her on my screen than a lot of others. Yeah. Because I think because of like watching Elizabeth's for so long, I was able to understand that like she's there to be the villain. Yeah. I think there's so many things that she said that were incorrect and wrong. Like remember like infanticide? Remember that era where her thing was infanticide? <laughs> In what what was the context? Like, I've erased this from my mind. There was, like, a whole debate about partial birth abortions. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Cr something insane yes. like that. Like Yes, when, the, yeah, that was when um, she was repeating this, like, fake, um, like, the fake, fake news, I guess you could call it um that like doctors were doing abortions on like like nine month old fetuses like for fun basically yeah for fun like <laughs> yeah there's also like the more recent thing where she was like i i'm cool with calling it the china flu that she got in trouble for yeah. like she's she's said so many things that are bad yeah and she didn't possess any ability to like have a dialogue about something without mm -hmm. like acting childish or raising her voice or just talking over someone so she couldn't hear anything and I get that people don't want to see that that's fine but there's also like an angle to look at everything that she was doing as being like very high camp a lot of the time <laughs> like high camp like yeah. here is this a walking oxymoron of a person like she's mm -hmm. a millennial conservative woman who supports gay marriage and yeah supports using marijuana and personally hates the trumps but loves trump supporters yes and like that from her like real housewives hairstyles to talking about <laughs> her gay best friend to yeah. constantly saying my father and referencing her father yeah to such a, a degree that it's like how is this even real like do you not realize how often you're saying it you are like a walking snl character yeah and for me a lot of that was very entertaining like it's just like oh my god I can't believe she said my father again like mm -hmm. does she not hear yeah. herself and so a, a lot of the time she was giving like campy tv show villain yeah and every show needs a villain 
and yeah she really hit the mark for the view so yeah i definitely get your point and like i think that when elizabeth and even candace cameron bure like if twitter had been um being used the way that it is now during those eras they also would have people also would have been so um upset and like every day would have been something new but i think because right now the way that people like use social media and specifically twitter there's a siren happening outside i don't know if you can hear it i called it (laughs) it's coming to cancel me (laughs) but we just weren't all watching it and being able to talk to each other at the same time when elizabeth was on and like I get what you're saying that it's like it's camp and it's the villain of the show and you kind of need that and I think like it's it's hard to make sense of like I see people's point that like it's really harmful when someone goes on and says all of this horrible shit I obviously get that and but then there's like the devil's advocate view watcher part of me that's like okay but she's not literally like making laws she's not like literally a head of government She's just a woman on the view. And yeah. if it wasn't her, if it wasn't her, it'd be someone else. So I'm like, you know, I see I see both sides of that argument. I just I liked when she was giving us villain, but she was also giving us like personality and it became hard to watch when it was no longer like there was nothing that seemed to excite her. But the difference between her and Elizabeth is that Elizabeth would Elizabeth got tons of backlash in like a similar way to Megan but the difference is that Elizabeth had a sense of humor and in the next minute she could be laughing at herself or Joy right. could make a joke at Elizabeth's expense and Elizabeth would laugh where that's not something Megan would ever do mm-hmm. and it's really funny that Megan really does not like Elizabeth at all and, like, rolls her eyes at her and thinks that she's wackadoo because of the, like, prayer and Purell thing. It's, like, very funny that to an outsider, you could be, like, they're the same. They did the same thing. They represented the same thing. But Megan is, like, don't put me in a category with Elizabeth. The other thing about Elizabeth is that she would get beaten down so much by her co-host. Like, Elizabeth would say her, like, problematic view or whatever, but uh-huh. then she would take the punches from the other co-hosts, and she would usually, like, lose the debate and go on with it. Whereas Megan, like, she might be losing the debate, but she'll still be talking over you and just saying catchphrases and, yeah. you know... <laughs> flipping her hair and rolling her eyes that's a good point like megan is will be so defiant in the face of any sort of criticism and she will just like act as if suddenly you're attacking her yeah something about her just like embodied all of the traits of a privileged white woman who benefited from nepotism and it just it just struck people in like a way yeah that was so visceral and as megan would say the audience was not laughing and she became the most <laughs> hated co-host ever. Yeah. It's funny though, like I think sometimes 
sometimes the criticism was just so intense. And then when you look at, like, we were talking about this the other day, like, the same people that, like, want Megan's head on a stick are people who are, like, worshipping Kathy Hilton. And it's like, you look at those two people, one of them is dear friends with Trump and voted for Trump, Mm -hmm. and the other one did not. And yeah. <laughs> one is dear friends with Erica Jane. <laughs> yeah, did not vote for Trump. Huh. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying, like, I am enjoying Kathy Hilton on television as well. I think she's hilarious. But sometimes people do need to, like, take a step back and use some critical thinking. And, like, yeah, and be like, obviously, what I'm being presented here is her in, like, a goofy, fun light. I'm not being presented with her serious views on serious topics. And morally, I probably wouldn't agree with Kathy Hilton on a lot of things and ethically. But in terms of reading the Ruth's Chris takeout menu, I love to hear her do that. But if she was being asked to talk about the things that Megan's talking about, I probably wouldn't love Kathy as much anymore. But then someone like Megan McCain is hated Mm -hmm. because she's putting her views on television every day rather than just drinking cocktails and reading the menu. (laughs) Which, I mean, also, Megan is not interested in doing. So, you know, it's not like as if one is being forced to expose a part of her that the other isn't. Because when Megan is asked to talk about softer things, she refuses. But I see see what you're getting at, Kevin. (laughs) And I think that's what they hired her to do. Like, they hired Mm -hmm. her to talk about politics. She really helped solidify that direction that the show went in. Yeah. But it's not shocking that it's come to an end. It's just, where do we go from here now? Do we go back? Or do we keep going with this? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of... um, It's a big spring slot to fill. Because... We were talking about this the other day. Jedediah Bila, it's pretty wackadoo that she was like literally fired to make room for Megan. And now Jed has quit Fox News right when this opening of The View is happening. So maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, and, and I wouldn't hate that because I, I thought that Jed was very interesting and very cool (laughs) on the view but but then i'm also like part of me is also curious to experience something new i would be happy for jed if that happened Mm -hmm. one thing that stuck out to me from her last day was they played like that the montage of like megan's most memorable moments right there were a couple of, of things that I was like, oh, that's interesting that they included that. But one of them was they actually included Erica Jane's performance <laughs> and Megan running up to her screaming, being like, oh, my God, I love you. And I just thought that it was really funny that they would include that, given what we now know about Erica potentially going to prison for <laughs> and defrauding orphans and widows. 
But it seems like just, very recently they both have been tweeting like "I love you" at each other. Yeah. So I guess she stand she stands. Oh with yeah. Erica. No, I think like yeah, I think that she stands. I just thought it was funny that they would like um, continue to like mm-hmm. tie the two of them together. <laughs> Well, they didn't have a lot to work with. When you think about her most (laughs) memorable moments, like um, if if they're making the decision to not include her arguments, which they Mm -hmm. did, then what else is left besides Monet Exchange? (laughs) (laughs) Also in her last week, she had this, she had like her final like backlash from Twitter (laughs) moment which was her talking about Kathy Griffin because Kathy Griffin announced that she was having surgery for lung cancer and also that she is addicted to pain pills. Yeah. And they were discussing that on The View and kind of made it into generally talking about how she got canceled by Trump Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff. And Megan took the opportunity to say that she does not like Kathy because of the homophobic jokes that she made about Clay Aiken. And she said that Kathy should apologize to Clay. As soon as she got off the air, Clay takes to Twitter to wish his dear friend Kathy Griffin a speedy recovery and posts a picture of them together or something like that and says that she's like hosted charity events for him and he like, get well soon, Kathy. So clearly he saw Megan saying Kathy needs to apologize mm-hmm. and was like, did they have a friend fight? Did he call her and then tweet? <laughs> I need, I'd love to know that because there's multiple ways that it could be. But like the way that I'm thinking of it is like, he saw that and was like, you think you fucking know me and you think we're friends, but we're not as close as, as you think anymore. So don't like, speak here. for me. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak for me. Don't get too comfortable. That was, that was so wackadoo that, it was like I feel like the vibe of everyone and not just on the view but like on Twitter and stuff was like oh like we love Kathy and like we really should like appreciate Kathy more and everyone just like had this outpouring of love and support for everything that she's going through and then to take that moment and be like I'm actually going to um tell Kathy what I think of her yeah <laughs> like, well say and this she also- weird shit on behalf of someone else like as if your husband doesn't get on fox news every day and say like transphobic horrible shit come on like give me a break but that's like very classic her and that's what people have gotten so sick of yeah so what's next for megan is it a cbo position chief breakfast officer (laughs) well but remember when we were promised an audible audiobook from like Megan three McCain, years ago. Three years ago. And she had been tweeting about it and pumping it up, and then it literally disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, today, which is August 18th, it's all come out. She's announced that the audiobook is still happening, but it's not what was first promised. Yeah, because I think the theme was it was just going to be about, like, being a young conservative. But now it's a memoir. Now it is a memoir. And it's called Bad Republican. (laughs) 
which I think goes without saying that Republicans are bad, but okay. <laughs> um, it says that it details her final moments with her dad, her right. dating adventures, her miscarriages and birth of daughter, and it also apparently goes into her life as a View co-host and why mm-hmm. she decided to leave. Yes. I definitely won't be able to bring myself to listen to this, but if someone could isolate the view parts for me, that would be And send it as a voice memo. Yeah. Here's what I think. This is me purely speculating, only speaking for myself. Here's what I think happened is that she wrote down the the basis of the audiobook and they had some material to work with and the material was bad and there wasn't much there and it was it was a flop and so i think audible was like this isn't enough for us why don't to you write this. about the view what <laughs> a, yeah why don't you sit on this and wait until you've got some more stories to tell aka when you're willing to gossip about the view and talk about leaving the view and i think that's why it was baking in the oven for three years and now that she's leaving she, she's got stories to tell that's what I think happened. But it, that's not her only project. She also is working on a Lifetime movie. She, <laughs> There was an announcement that she's going to be executive producing a Lifetime movie called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's starring Heather Locklear. And <laughs> it's based off of a book about uh-huh. a woman who finds her world crashing down around her after her husband passes away and she is faced with grief and finds the strength to navigate and rebuild her family right so she learns to not sweat the small stuff yeah so it's very clearly it's like a cathartic project for megan dealing Mm -hmm. with grief Mm -hmm. but no one is talking about this Here's the gag of the season. No one's talking about this semi-religious Lifetime movie (laughs) starring Heather Lockyer. Guess who else is starring in the movie? Oh, God. If I had to guess just based off of gags, I would say, like, Denise Richards. The daughter of Candace Cameron Bure. (laughs) Natasha Bure. So Are you serious? Megan McCain has left The View to produce oh. a movie starring Candace Cameron Bure's daughter. The View cinematic universe continues to expand in ways that Marvel wishes it could. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And like, I don't, I can't remember Megan like going on record saying that she doesn't like Candace, but I know mm. she unfollowed her. So, so maybe she will be refollowing her in the near future. I don't know. It's just funny to me. <laughs> Have you also yeah. seen Candace's recent controversy? Yes. Where she had to apologize for posting a TikTok? Yes. Can you remind me what it was? Because I feel like there's been multiple times now that she's either had to apologize or like stand by something weird that she's posted on Instagram or TikTok. Well, she, her, before this, she got in trouble for posting, like, a pic of her husband touching her boob. Yeah. Um, but so what? there was, like, a TikTok trend, I guess, where p- using the song Jealous Girl by Lana Del Rey. Okay. 
And so first, Natasha posted a TikTok that was like, when someone raises their voice at me, and it's like this song, Jealous Girl, and it says like, they don't know that I was raised by a Russian NHL player. Like, okay. I mean, like the joke, I don't remember what the lyrics of the song are, but it's like something like, you don't know that I'm a gangster. So she's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Candace saw that Natasha posted that and she was like, I'm going to make my own. And <laughs> so Candace's version of Natasha's TikTok was her lip syncing the same song that's like, you don't know that I'm a gangster or whatever. And okay. she's holding the Bible and it says, when they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> And people okay. on her Instagram, like her people, her followers, yeah. started flipping out at her because they were like, why are you holding the Bible and being like all sexy in this oh my video? God. Which it's not that sexy, but for her, I guess it is because she's like sensually looking at the camera yeah. and like lip syncing to okay, Lana Del Rey. It's so weird that like we just went through this. It's like she made it clear I'm a hoe and a Bible girl. Like respect that. And now... It's coming under under question again. Well, also, like, how embarrassing if you're Natasha <laughs> and, like, you you do a TikTok and then your mom is like, yeah. my turn. Yeah. And makes it about Sex- the Bible. <laughs> Sexily holding the Bible. Yeah. And so she ended <laughs> up apologizing for this and she took it down and she was like, I wasn't trying to be... I wasn't trying to act sexy. I was trying to act. I just am. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it if I'm sexy. (laughs) She was like, I wasn't trying to act sexy. I was trying to act strong. I guess I'm just a bad actor. Oh, my God. She said, I'm sorry I put the hoe in holy. (laughs) It's just like, no matter what level of actor you are, She's been a <laughs> professional actor since she was a child, and yeah. here she is admitting to everyone that she is a bad actor. Yeah. When do you ever hear any actor say, I guess I'm a bad actor? I guess actor. I'm just a bad actor. <laughs> so that's wow. that's what happened to her. And now, everyone look out for the new movie, executive produced by Megan McCain, starring Natasha Bure. I actually, I can't <laughs> I can't believe that. Megan is really taking the movie and TV movie <laughs> producing seriously in a way I didn't ever anticipate. So now the question of like who could replace and where do we go from here? Because it's interesting cuz everyone's always saying like we think it's a it's it's good to have like a a republican or like a different mm-hmm. view on the panel we just want it to be someone intelligent who's not going to argue and talk over everyone yeah. well we had that and her name was Jedediah Bila <laughs> i thought you were going to say Abby Huntsman <laughs> <laughs> well especially Jedediah because even though she wasn't fully identifying as a Republican, mm-hmm. she definitely was intelligent 
and she yeah. did explain her point of view without with like the right amount of spice because she did get in arguments but it was never like toxic like Megan and yeah. how awkward is it that they fired Jedediah to replace her with Megan mm-hmm. and then now Megan is gone and Jedediah is available <laughs> it's like do we yeah. go for it and the thing that's interesting is like when Jed was on the view I trusted that those were her beliefs. Like I trusted that what she was saying was really what what she thought. But then when she went on Fox News after the View, and she so easily became a chame- chameleon, a um, comedian, and, like, the comedian, <laughs> and was repeating whatever nonsense Fox News wanted her to repeat. I was like, well, which one is the re- the real Jed? And so now that she's off Fox News again. I would be interested to see her on The View because I want to know what what is the truth. But I'm also not opposed to trying something new. It's kind of like the devil you know versus whoever is out there who's also a demon. I don't know. Yeah, It's such like a can of worms to open because it could always be worse than what we had. But I just don't know where I- it's going to go. I think there's no way that you can cast someone new that hasn't already been on the show to replace Megan that is like the Republican or conservative view that Mm -hmm. isn't going to be worse. (laughs) Like, Megan checked so many boxes that you're just not going to ever check again on the show. Yeah. At, at At this day and age, because she was a millennial who had socially progressive views, was a conservative Republican, mm-hmm. but also anti-Trump. And yeah. could argue with the co-host while having, even, even if it was in a very small amount, a little bit of enough chemistry to keep the show going. <laughs> and it's, you're just not going to yeah. check those boxes again with another Republican that is going to be ideologically different enough than the co-hosts on the right side. Like you can have Anna Navarro there, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she's not going to be arguing with anyone. Anyways, I think it's time to like move on from having like the conservative perspective at the table, Mm -hmm. especially like this season. Like I don't need Candace Owens at the table. Oh my God. I think that like Trump has like propelled that side into such a weird place. I don't think anyone needs to hear like that. No one, Mm -hmm. I don't think we need that perspective there anymore. And I think like if The View really wanted to do something that would make them like, I don't want to say relevant, but that would like, be the next big like thing pushing for the, the conversation view. forward yeah yeah then they would hire someone who is young because it was it the premise of the show is yeah. different women of different generations yeah they would hire someone who's like a young leftist yeah i think like what's missing is like now they're all pretty moderate that what's actually missing is like the representation of the far left and of the really progressive 
young person. And the reason that that would work is because it checks the box of being a young person. It Mm -hmm. checks the box of like that person is likely to have chemistry with the other co-hosts and get along with them. But they're still like ideologically different enough that it would it would create tension and a little bit of conflict in political discussions. Mm -hmm. I don't think we necessarily need to have like three Republicans on the panel again. I'm lumping Sarah in with Megan and Anna (laughs) and Abby. (laughs) I think that's fine because I don't think no one wants a Trump voter on the panel. And I don't think you're going to find it'll be very difficult to find someone like Megan that's going to work again. Why don't we just try something and like propel the show into something that no one else is doing? Yeah. And also like what an opportunity to hire a trans person, which Mm -hmm. in itself would be a political move. I just feel like the view right now is saying like, suck it, Barbara Walters, the New York Times is my God now. Yeah. And they're going to. And that's a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) That is a big mistake. Especially for, like, season 25 when they should be, like, reflecting on the show and, like, celebrating the show. And instead, it's just going to be, like, drab and dreary because they're just (laughs) going to be, like, cycling in, like, random, like, the Tara Setmeyers of the world. Oh, my God. No. They're just going to be cycling in, like, Barry Weiss. It's like, no one wants that. And I also, like, I really think, like, the age thing does matter i think that like there is a huge gap there when they don't have anyone under like under 35 safe safe to say i just think that like to your point that's something that was part of why the show was made was to have that younger person there representing that and there is no representation for that and the people who they are representing is getting like really really specific and so i think that they just need to keep it interesting, mix it up, but we don't always have to mix it up by having one person who's representing Republicans who just wants to fight the other people. Yeah, like we've gotten it. We, we did got it. it. We, we got, got it. it. <laughs> like let's just let's now let's see the other side yeah. and then we can actually like maybe contribute like a more interesting and engaging yeah. dialogue. Can they just, if they want to hire a Republican person, then maybe also hire someone also, yeah. really far left and see I, what happens. Like a new, a new Friday girl. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think they'll ever do that, but it's an interesting thing to think about. And I think it's probably only a matter of time before like someone else does that. Mm, yeah. A lot of people love to scream that like, hire Anna Navarro. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people don't realize that, like, she's hired. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's there. She's working. She is working there. Yeah. So She works there. I get the vibe that she works there just as much as she wants to. Like, I don't. Yeah. I could be wrong. But, like, when you live in Miami and work in New York, I think probably one or two times a week is probably fine, especially when you're rich and work at CNN as well. People also really want Debbie to come back, which... Do... Who's people? When you say people... Well, I've seen it mentioned... I've seen it on Twitter. 
When you say people, I I think you mean the Daily Mail. I saw... (laughs) I saw people, and maybe it was the Daily Mail, on Twitter talking about Debbie going back to The View. And maybe if you had asked me, like, five years ago, I would have been like, oh, that would be, like, cute to try. But now I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. (laughs) Well, now that I've seen her work on the home and family... Yes. Hallmark channel. I'm like, I don't think that like that's now, needed. Now with the, uh, that I know exactly what I would be getting <laughs> when she's a co-host on a talk show, that's not what I need right now on The View. Yeah. There was a Daily Mail article that says that an exclusive source is claiming, <laughs> from ABC, is claiming that she was approached and she was asked at possibly coming back to the show for uh-huh. the 25th season. But I just think that's so strange. Like, I, why, it just, it's so hard for me to believe that that happened in a full-time capacity. Yeah. Because what is Debbie bringing that Sarah is not already bringing? And Mm -hmm. why Debbie of all the people? I think, like, it would be cute if, like, and I think that you brought this up in a, in another episode that it would be fun if they like brought back the old guests in like they would they would guest host on certain days like that would be a very cute idea i would really like that for to see debbie once a week sure but to have her be the permanent new host like how is that pushing us forward in any way it's so strange like at least make it lisa ling like yeah <laughs> what yeah, if we're going to start revisiting the Rolodex of old hosts, let's start with L. But maybe they are doing that because Elizabeth Hasselbeck did post like an essay on her Instagram story recently saying why she won't return. <laughs> like, well, maybe she was asked. Like, it wouldn't be the first yeah, time she was asked. That's true. I don't know. I just think, I, I think like they've either got to approach Jedediah Abila with their tail between their legs <laughs> or get rid of the notion that we need to have like a Republican arguing with the four Democrats and just move yeah. on and do something different. I don't know if they're ready to do something different though. I think they've done all the different that they can do. <laughs> I just, I want to be excited for the new season, I'm going into it with the most optimistic point of view I possibly can and think they're going to wow me. They're going to do a new opening. They're going to get a new table, <laughs> a couple new ferns. They're all going to be in studio and it's going to be great. And we're all going to have fun. <laughs> I mean, how many seasons have gone by now where they haven't even done a cast photo? No. <laughs> the last time they did a cast photo, wasn't it just a selfie that they took? It's like if you count the New York Times, that was their most recent cast photo. It's like they took that and they're like, we'll just use this. Like, are you nuts? We're not paying for a new one. And the fact that the intro sequence that they have been using for so mm-hmm. long was shot like when Raven. Jedediah were there. It was shot so long ago. Oh Paula Ferris was there. Uh, Sarah was there, left, and came yeah. back, and they were still using it. Yeah. Co-hosts like Megan McCain 
and Abby Huntsman have come on the show for seasons, left, and they're still using the intro that that they were never even in. They had to put (laughs) Abby and Megan on a green screen to match the old intro that they're still using. Yeah. That's why I'm really hoping (laughs) we'll throw something together for season 25. Like if it was this, if this was a 26, 27, I could let it slide. But I need them to do something for 25. I mean, especially when they are allegedly the number one most watched daytime television show right now. Like, okay, so let's take some of that number one most watched money (laughs) and film a new intro. Like, can we go to the big boss at ABC? and ask if we're allowed to do a photo shoot this year like ask the mouse (laughs) bring it to the mouse yeah i'm hoping for the best i'm and you know what if it disappoints i'll just go back to reading summer on the bluffs Mm. (laughs) my happy place and wait for summer on the sag yes exactly can you believe when we started this podcast it was like we were like a week out from Candace Cameron Bure announcing that she was leaving. And now think of how many people have left. Mm. That's the thing. Like when that trolley person like sends us DMs saying that we like normalized Megan McCain <laughs> and caused the insurrection. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Like I, I was here <laughs> when Candace was here. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've actually been keeping the lights on at ABC for years now. We were here before Miss McCain, and we will be here after. (laughs) Well, anything else you'd like to say, Elizabeth? Because this is just getting good. One non-Megan-related thing that I think needs a little bit of a shout-out, something that I've been doing while we are on hiatus, is enjoying a brand-new season of The L Word, Generation Q, starring Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. So you are watching it. I'm watching it. There's only been two episodes so far, but the reviews are in and everyone loves Rosie in it. And she is the most likable, incredible, amazing person in and out of the show. (laughs) And she has turned a really, like, so Bet and Tina, you... Well, might vaguely remember but and tina were like the couple that was always on again off again and in the new iteration of the show they are not together but in the first season they kind of made everyone want them to get back together and now that rosie has come on as tina's partner everyone's like okay never mind never mind i love rosie so much that i don't even want bet and tina to get back together so job mm. well done rosie i listened to an interview with her Recently, I'm not sure if it was like the Danny Pellegrino podcast, yeah. whatever, but she mm-hmm. was saying like she thinks she's getting more acting roles because she's like aging without any like plastic surgery or anything. She oh. was like, I'm getting older and I look old mm. and I think people are <laughs> casting me because it's hard to find a naturally old looking yeah. woman in Hollywood. <laughs> did you also see like apparently she recently posted a tiktok that was like addressed to abby lee miller where she was like i don't have your number and i'm trying to meet up with you yes and then they met up they went out for dinner yeah rosie uses tiktok in uh one of the most like one of the best ways that any celebrity uses tiktok because she just like uses it 
She uses it as a normal person, but then she also uses it like her kids will just like post videos on on her TikTok. And then she also uses it as a way of communicating with people directly. (laughs) Yeah. TikTok, you don't stop. Like, yeah, she she also was like saying that she don't think she, she doesn't think she could do like the Rosie O'Donnell show because she's not like up on pop culture and like what's cool what? now. But it's like, yes, you are. Look yes. at you using TikTok. Like, you were literally one of the first famous people to be using TikTok and to understand how to like use the effects and the filters and everything. <laughs> like, she's better at like stitching a video together and doing a transition than like most of the people I follow. Than Addison Ray. And then Addison Ray, and she's absolutely up on pop culture. She was always like, t- like one of the first people to talk about Free Britney. She's like constantly making little like jokes and references in her TikToks to things that are like part of pop culture. Hello, we- you could do it, Rosie. The only thing that she wouldn't be able to do was, do you remember when on Rosie Live when? Um, they couldn't connect to people's phones <laughs> and they had to call Judith Light on her landline phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the only aspect that she would need a little help with. Um, but other than that, I think it would be great. Okay, listener. Well, we just wanted to check in with you and we wanted to close the deep and delicious McCain chapter <laughs> Before the new season, we wanted to just say goodbye, and now we can all start to heal and look forward to whatever's coming next. Yeah. Brace yourselves. See what you've (laughs) gone and done now? Now we're going to have Candace Owens and Megyn Kelly sitting at the table. Oh my god. See what you've gone and done? You did it. Are you happy? You did it. I hope you're wrong and we turn on the show and it's like <laughs> Kiki Palmer, Piper Parabo, Hari Neff, <laughs> Peppermint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like entirely new panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always nice to see you, Kevin. Yeah. Nice to chat. Mm-hmm. And we should do it again sometime. Sometime. Yeah, definitely sometime. <laughs> Until next time. Everyone, have a great day. And take a little time to enjoy. The iPod Nano between Megan McCain's shoulder blades at Caesars Palace. <laughs> Megan may be gone, but you know who still works for us. <laughs> Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. Creator. Yeah. Yeah. Join the hunt. Yeah. 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 Bye. <laughs> Bye.